Greetings, everybody. Welcome back to another week of our Kansas State podcast. We've had Ken Mellinger on here. We've had Blair Kirk up on here a lot. Um, but this week, we're really swinging for the fences and bringing in the big guns. we got Bahe Gregorian. Bahe, thank you so much. Um, it's my, hey, it's my pleasure, Kellis. And uh, I know what that really means. It means I was third choice, and you finally, finally had to get me into the rotation. So um, but glad to be with you, man. Yeah, well, I mean, what better week to have you uh, make your debut here? Um, I mean, you wrote a, uh, a column that had people talking here about why you think that it might be time for Bill Snyder to, uh, to call it quits and retire after 27 years on the job. Um, I thought it was well-written. You know, fans can debate that endlessly, and they have debated that topic for many years. When should he go? Who should replace him? As long as I've covered Kansas State, that's been the number one topic anybody wants to talk about. So let's start with that. What's the reaction been to your column? Uh, has it been positive? Have people disagreed with you? Or more more people nodding, nodding along with you than anything else? Well, surprisingly, Kellis, it, 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 to me anyway, it, it really has been more people kind of nodding in agreement. And, and I think, you know, with a little bit of uh, uh, lament to that, right, that, that feeling of uh, it, it's sad to, to feel like it's kind of come to this, but but you really look at just kind of the points of logic of it. Um, of course, sentimentality is going to be a, a counterpoint. But if you just look at and, and look, a lot of this comes out of uh, sort of distilling your your really good reporting. Um, things like the idea that nearly 30 players have been uh, have left the program for reasons other than graduation in the last couple of seasons. Things like uh, you know an obvious talent gap uh, in, in certain cases. Um, things like just just some of the way he's, uh, uh, the tone he's taken and, and, and sort of the throwing players under the bus thing that is a bit uncharacteristic for a guy who, you know, I think I wrote this in the column this way, who's been apt to absorb that heat himself over the years. It's just something that doesn't feel right about the whole the whole thing. And I, I think close observers probably realize that. I think the interesting counterpoint on any of this is, um, okay, Bill Snyder deserves to uh, – um, you know, write his own farewell to some degree, but at some point he does have to stare at that. If if, if, if you even just look at that to its logical outcome, at some point um, you have to know when is when, and and you have to have to trust yourself to think about the shareholders and not just yourself. And you know that's where I'm getting into some you know I think uh, delicate ground. At, at, if Bill Snyder thinks he's the best man for the job and it's a job that has enormous meaning in his life, then it's pretty hard to say to him, Bill, you know, we really think it's time you go. On the other hand, maybe Bill needs people to say this to him and, and maybe he's a little too used to not being questioned um, or when he does get questioned, really not liking it. I don't know who asked the question earlier this season, Kellis, but, but I think you might get the uh, – uh, the pelt for this, but somebody asked him something about the quarterback situation, and I believe that his quote was, "You write what the hell you want." Um, that that's that's a little bit of a, a power trip, and we know that he's had a, a grip with control. We know that good things have generally come from that, but when you're in this situation, um, it, it looks a little different. I would contend. Yeah. Uh, oh, I, I agree. And actually, that that wasn't my question. That was actually uh, John Kurtz, a radio um, person here in town. So he doesn't even write. Boy, John. Was, uh, yeah, yeah John the, needs the to, to, to get a lot of that stuff out of out of Bill. He's sort of uh, the, the the 
what is it, uh, Jim McCurso at the White House with Trump? Um, it, it seems to get Bill, Bill riled up. Yeah, he, he's taking the approach of more just ignoring me. There have been times this season where I've asked questions and he just replied out won't answer. We'll just say anybody else. Um, he, he'll, he'll actually say that that way? He, he did. After they lost to Baylor, I asked a question. I was the first person to bring up that their special teams had really fallen off a cliff this season. Sure. Um, and I said, what, what's going on there with special teams? What, what are they lacking specifically in the return game, which for years has been such a – you know, big positive wise, it's such a negative now. And rather than answer it, he just said any anybody else. Um, Look, I think I mean, and 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 I I want to just jump in on that point because because I think it's a meaningful point. Um, when when a coach does that to a reporter, he's not doing it to the reporter. He he's doing it to the fans, and that that that's what bothers me in those cases. I mean, we're we're the conduits. It was an obvious question to ask. Um, and I, I think sometimes he comes off a little haughty and a little above it all, and maybe that's amplified in this situation as it as it looks like uh, uh, a real pattern here the last few years of, of where the program has kind of gotten to just treading water. Yeah, um, and, and that's the thing is that the, the one critique, or I don't want to say critique, but the one, like, response I've seen from some fans – about the, uh, you know, it's, it's time argument is just that Bill has done so much for the program and that, uh, you know, he, he was loyal to Kansas State. He could have left and chose not to, so fans need to be patient with him now. Um, if this were, say, five years ago, ten years ago, um, you know, I definitely would agree with that. Uh, one bet, I mean, Kansas State, uh, I don't think, they're not like Texas, they're not like Oklahoma. Um Four and eight years losing seasons are going to happen. Um, it, it it just is. There there are too many things working against them. They're not going to go to a bowl game every single year. So a, a bad a down year, a bad year in and of itself is totally forgivable. You've seen it at Michigan State; they've had bad years. Texas hasn't been to a, a bowl before last year in a while. Teams go through down cycles, um, but it, there's just really not a whole lot coming through the pipeline that makes you think, boy, a rebound's coming. Um, who, whoever coaches next season, and, and I, I, right now I, I would bet that there is a coaching change just the way I, the, the way things look right now. But whoever's coaching next season, whether it be Bill Snyder or someone else, um, they're going to have to sit down and, and really re, rebuild some things because they're going to be in a spot next year where it's unlikely they're better. So whoever does coach next season and beyond has to, to be aware of that. And I, that, that's the, the main question I would have for Coach Snyder is, if, if you really want to continue coaching, what is your long-term plan here to get the team back up to where it has been? And I, I, I really don't know what his answer is. Hey, it's Blair Kirkhoff, and if you're listening to this, you love Kansas City sports, whether it's the Chiefs, Royals, Sporting, Mizzou, KU, or K-State. And no one covers these teams like the Kansas City Star. If you currently subscribe to the paper or have a digital subscription, thank you for your support. And if you don't, here's a great offer. It's called Sports Pass, unlimited digital access to every sports story and video on KansasCity.com. It's just $30 for the first year. It's the best sports value in town, just $0.08 a day or $2.50 a month. You can't beat that. Subscribe now at KansasCity.com slash Sports Pass. Well, two two thoughts come out of that. One, Kellis, is is, is kind of just a simple thing. I I get... I get the uh, the fan and, and, the, and the follower, the booster, who feels like you know he's been so loyal to us. 
He's done so much for us. You know, how 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 dare you speak of replacing him at a at a tough time? But the the flip side of that is, if, if you follow this out to its most extreme point, is this, is this a Supreme Court appointment? I mean, is this a, a dictatorship for life? I mean, at, at, right. and right. if you do follow this to its logical extreme, that's just for sort of it's sort of a point of point of humor, but for argument's sake. If they go 0 and 12 five years in a row, are you supposed to still say, that, well, it's up to him, you know, he's done so much for K-State? And, and again, I'm using an extreme point to make the point, but you, you, there's got to be some sense in between of actually asking the program being evaluated, of, of the stakeholders mattering to, of uh, a notion of whether you've just stagnated or not, that's an independent evaluation not based on just that we love this guy and he did so much for us. I mean, I don't think that amounts to a betrayal. Um, and in fact, he would be the first one to say, if you just, I was looking back at, at his 16 goals of success and resisted the urge to kind of use this in, in the column, but there are a handful of those that, um, I think you can make the case he's not adhering to right now. And, and, it, you know, you gotta, you gotta back up what you say and, and he always has, but, but this is a time where, you know, he's being called on to be um, something more. And I realize it's deeply personal and difficult, and um, I, I, I'm not sure I would want to be in his shoes trying to make these kind of evaluations. But the other thing, I'm going to flip the question back at you. Um, it's a little different what you just said than, than what, I, what I wrote the other day, you know, the notion of whether um, it's time for him to, to retire again. Um, you seem to have a sense that one way or another um, – this will be it for him. And, and so is your feeling that if, if he won't retire, that he will be, be asked to? How, how, do you, how do you see all that? Well, that's where it becomes tricky. I mean, clearly nobody here uh, wants to fire Bill Snyder, uh, per se. Um, everybody would be much happier if it was just a mutual decision or his decision um, the kind of the joke I've made about it is that uh, they need to do what they did in the, in the movie. And if it really comes to that, and they think that if he says he wants to stay, and Gene Taylor and the Boosters and everybody else feel strongly that he needs to go, um, then they need to do what they did in the movie Inception, and basically jump into his dreams and somehow make him think that it's it's his idea, because that would be the cleanest break <laughs> right, for everyone. Right. Uh, I, I can't answer that, you know, when when push comes to shove. If uh, We're talking about a lot of in, intangibles here. We don't know how the rest of the season goes. But it, if him and Gene Taylor sat down and Gene said, you know, Bill, I, I think it's probably time we move on. He said, no, absolutely not. Um, you know, that's a tough conversation. I don't know how that would go. But I think just I think the way things are looking right now, I would say one way or another they would – just try as hard as they could to convince them to uh, see it their way. Um, and, you know, if, if he has to be pushed out, it would be unfortunate. But um, it, unless there's a lot of mind changing, I think that's probably the way it's going. But th the one thing I will say about all this is that, I mean, he, he has a, a, a future with K-State and, um, you know, K-State football beyond just as a head coach. It's written in his contract that whenever he decides to step down and retire, that he can be a football liaison. Um, you know, at a salary of $250,000 a year. They'd probably let him still have an office at Veneer if he wanted it. 
Um, so he could still be involved. Um, I mean, look at like what Frank Beamer is doing at Virginia Tech. He's still there, a positive influence. Um, I, I think that's if, if if things don't get turned around here at the end of the season, I think that's probably what most people would prefer. Well, let me ask you this then. So if, let's say, for argument's sake, it comes to that, do you expect that Coach Snyder would wish to fulfill that role if it's if it's anybody but Sean in the head coach's seat? Or, or, and, and if so, is, is there, are there, it's just a handful of guys that he'd feel okay about? I mean, that's a really, you know, the, the elephant in the room, so to speak, that the, the delicate matter there, it, it does seem that, uh, you know, he certainly has said publicly before, and, and it seems to be understood an open secret going on that he wants to want to replace him. Yeah, and that'll be tough for him, too. I, I really don't see that happening. I don't think there's really any path for John Snyder being the next head coach. Um, I think they're, that that's one thing I've talked to, talking to sources about. That's one delicate thing a lot of people have said is if it goes into this transition, how do they handle that? Would um, would they insist that John Snyder be on the next staff in some capacity? Would they insist that Bill Snyder keeps his office or gets an office in some capacity? Um, you know, those, those are questions for a later day, but there there will certainly be a, a lot to worked out to to be worked out there. Well, you know, an interesting thing, Kel, is that that uh, I I think maybe we talked about this uh, privately at some point, but one of the scenarios, as I understand it, from talking to a few people, whenever and, and you will remember this, the bigger part of this better than I do, but when, whenever that talk came out a few years ago about that, that you know they were waiting to try to have an arrangement for Jim Levitt to take the job. Um, part of that, as, as I've come to understand it, is that uh, Sean would have been retained on that staff and, and more or less been, um, you know, I don't know if you want to call it coach and waiting then, but he would have been in a different role but, but uh, have some distance from Bill at that point and be evaluated as the potential replacement to Jim Levitt at that time. Now, I don't know if your uh, headlights uh, – got that far that, that, you know, you know that was certainty, but that, that that's sort of one of these things I've come across. Um, I don't know. The reason I bring it up now is, is less a matter of just trivia than, than the question of whether something like that kind of model would be potentially in play now. Um, well, he, he stayed on staff for Ron Prince, too. He was there. Yeah, that's uh, right. Helping him out. That's right. So, yeah, that's uh, Hey, that's a great question. Um, personally, I think that it would be best for whoever the next coach is to make, you know, make that decision himself and fill out his staff the way he, he sees fit. But if, if that um, was something that would make the transition easier, then maybe that is something that they would want to do. Um, and until this year, he's been a pretty good special teams coach. So I don't think anybody would begrudge him staying on in that role if, if he was committed to it and everybody was all, all right with it. But yeah, it's interesting yeah. the more we talk here to see how many moving parts there could be in this whole scenario if, if it goes down uh, that path. Yeah, yeah, it's really true. Well, let, well, let me ask you this. Um, let's talk at least one topic that's not uh, Bill Snyder. Sunflower Showdown, does it register to you at all? Do, do you care who wins this game? Well, it, you know what? It does. It, it, it's weird. It's like in some ways it's this kind of strange uh, – intersection of, of past, present, and future, right? I mean, we, we know that David Beatty's out. We wonder if, if Coach Snyder is still going to be here. The game still matters. Um, 
what if Kansas won? Uh, it'd be it's quite an interesting thing. Uh, if K-State wins, what, what's, um, what's that telling us about where, where they are? Is it, is it, are we at a point where it's a, it's a big deal for them to beat Kansas after the way these last couple of weeks have gone? Um, so I think it's a really interesting game, and I think the backdrop to the game, too, is, is what is legitimately a lingering question about, what, you know, what, I hate to take it back to Coach Snyder, but what, what, what's happening there? Um, but, so, a pretty intriguing game. Um, I, I, I think uh, I think worth watching. Okay, who, who are you picking? Who you got winning this game? I think the Wildcats, um, but, I, but I think it'll be close. I, I think you know, maybe one of those uh, close games with a weird score, like you know, uh, twelve to eleven. <laughs> <laughs> or something like that. You know, with a block field goal, a couple missed two point conversions, you know, something goofy. Yeah, three to two. How about that one? <laughs> Maybe I'm being a little too uh, too generous on what the scores could be. A, ba- a baseball score would be very fitting this week. <laughs> Probably so. Uh, all right, well, I'll tell you what, buddy. Let's just go ahead and end it there. But uh, thanks so much for, for coming on, and you have a good one. Hey, Kel, it's my pleasure. Thanks for having me.